Okay, this is the Maimah that begins on Daf Kofiud for Parshas Tetzava. And it begins that our assignment is to understand, based on what we said before regarding Gata Tetzava, you should instruct the Jewish people that the uh, root of Aaron, that he is called the escort of the Matrunisa, is the matron or the queen. That is, that Aaron elevates the 288 sparks. Uh, up to Hashem. And this is indicated in Aaron's mission of Baha which is translated as when you light up, but more literally, when you elevate, when you lift up the candles, that the candles is of the menorah is a reference to mitzvahs, like the Pusik says that the nair is mitzvah. So the question that we are going to discover is, we are told that it is outside of the pareches, the curtain, of the testimony, a reference to the uh, uh, Aaron Kodesh. That's where Aaron should set up the menorah. Why is it? What is the meaning of outside of the curtain? That is outside the separating curtain, which is the name of Elohim, which separates because it blocks or filters out the intensity of Havaya, just like the sun is screened so that it doesn't overwhelm the world. Similarly, the name Elohim conceals or screen, screens the name Havaya, like a, a mask or a curtain that screens out the light. And this is the idea that our sages say, that ultimately in the time of Mashiach, Hashem will take the sun out of its screen. That is, that through the time of us loving, when it will be that Hashem will be Elohim, that means that the Havaya level, which today is minimized through Elohim, will be as accessible to us today as Elohim is. And this is what it means, I will be returned in peace. Now, Aaron is this idea of the Shushvina, the escort. That is, he elevates the sparks from Bri Yitzir up to Atzilis. And that's why it's described as being outside of the curtain where Aaron will uh, arrange the candles outside of this divide. And then he will elevate them, he will elevate them up to the level of Atzilis. And this is the idea of a Shushvina. Because, seemingly, this term, shushvin, an escort, is appropriate, for example, by a chasana, that the bridegroom and the bride, the chasana and kala, have escorts. And this is something that happens on rare special occasions. However, the lighting of the menorah was every day in the afternoon. So why does it always require this shushvina, this escort? The idea being that the, idea, that the, inset, the, the, the concept of the innovation of this light that brings about simcha and tainuk, tainuk we translate as pleasure, more like alignment, is indicated and represented in the chasana, which is a time of celebration of the new union between bridegroom and bride, chasana and kal. Similarly, when Aaron raises up and he organizes the candles of the menorah, even though this happens every day, and every day it's a new simcha, because it is a revolutionary elevation of these 288 divine sparks that are renewed every day, elevated from the level called Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya, all the way up to the level of Atsilas. And that's why he is called the escort. Because the idea of Birur, that is, that through Malchus, through the execution of the instruction of Hashem, we discover godliness in our ordinary days, like we say regarding Malchus of Atzilis, that she rises while it is yet night, and she gives food to her maidens. 
This term teref is the gematria of Reish Pei Ches 288, if you count the word itself as one. Teref is 289, which represents the 288 sparks plus the word itself gives you 289. Like it's described in Chumash, that it says that the dove came back with a torn olive branch uh, in its mouth, or it says that uh, the, the food that was given to those who fear him. And Aaron is the escort of the queen, that is, that he elevates this level of malchus, which is the execution of the instruction, which is called the queen, with all of its sparks that it has discovered. And these are the candles of the menorah that include all of the identification of godliness. And because of this revolutionary idea that is expressed, we have this quality of simcha above. And this quality of simcha reaches even to the level of batzilas, to the five levels of gevura that are associated with the maternal figure. Like it says, Aim habanim, the mother of children, simcha is joyous. And this is why it says, Oira, light, this simcha, that simcha is reference to the feminine, the mother, the maternal. And Oira is the masculine, the paternal, a father. And you put them together and you have these two inseparable entities, meaning that the simcha of a mitzvah is the simcha of bina, which is even more profound than all of the levels of the tzaddik, that they are described as the five chasadim of the yisoid of the nun shari bina, the 50 stages of bina. And the simcha of mitzvah is the level of the pnimius habina, even more than the abundance associated therewith. And the Alter Rebbe points us to other maimarim where this is discussed, that bina, until Hoyt is an expression. But in Yesoid, like it says in the Rai Mehemna and Parshas Kisisa, on the Pasik that says that even the poor shall not be diminished. So why then is it called Yesoid? Because it receives from the 50 gates of Bina, not from the essence of the 50 gates, but it's like the seal, it is the conclusion, it is the embodiment of all of them. As is explained in the Yitzchayim, that's why the mitzvah is described as the uh, as miroiv call from abundance. This is the pasuk that says, "Because you did not serve me with joy from abundance, even more than call than just everything, but roiv call." It's an even greater quality, because as we know, the reward of mitzvahs is not to be found in this world, but the simcha of mitzvah is found in this world. The idea being that the origin and root of mitzvahs itself is higher than even the level called the skull of father and mother of the 613 pathways, that the hair of the skull is the letters of Torah, like we know with the analogy of the hair, that it is like speech, because when a person organizes his words through speech, through which we understand the concept that is invested within them, so this intellect, this concept that he wishes to express, is uh, manifest only through organizing the letters of thought. Similarly, with the analogy of hair that draws its nourishment from the brain, that is invested in, within the skull and this expression splits and comes out of the brain through the follicles of hair, just like the concepts of seichel come through the letters of speech. Based on this, we understand that the letters of Torah, which are rooted in this metaphoric hair, are the, are the characteristic of expression. They're a lavush. They're a keli 
for the revelation of light and life that is invested within them, just like the letters become tools for expression of idea, that is, of the whitening that is higher within the hair. Because this level of the whitening that is called chaverte, this whitening, is these pathways, which are the source for the nourishment of the hair, that from whence they grow, like it's described in the Idurab and the Idrizutra, that the whiteness is uh, carrying the nourishment of the hair. And this is why we see that Torah is the explanation of the mitzvahs. For example, in Torah explains how to make the ephod and the choshen and so on in many parshas. When it says, do it this way and do it that way, so too in all mitzvahs, the letters of Torah are what explain how the mitzvah should be done. And an explanation is, of course, secondary to the matter that it is explaining. So too, mitzvahs are the primary, and Torah is the explanation. It is therefore, in that sense, a secondary. That is, since the letters of Torah are the hairs of the skull through the follicles through which the life force penetrates the skull and comes out into the world, just like the concepts of Torah penetrate and come into this world, which is the quality of the mitzvahs, and they light up the mitzvahs. Like it says, all the pathways of Hashem, that's one pasuk. Another pasuk in Tillim says, look at the pathways of Hashem. And that's why our sages say that you won't find reward for mitzvahs in this world. Um, not because the action of the mitzvah is because is rooted in a level that's higher than even this whitening of the skull, that it's impossible for the light to penetrate through it unless it is extraordinarily compressed, that is, into the letters of Torah that explain it, like we said before, like hair, which is not the case by the very whiteness itself of the skull, which cannot be expressed at all, only a very sort of generic makitic level. We're on the top of the Amid Beis now. And therefore, reward in this mitzvah, uh, of mitzvahs is not to be found in this world. Elter Rebbe mentions here some other uh, maimarim that discuss this. And there he tells us that only a tiny bit of what we get into this world is drawn down from this level. And that's why on every Shabbos in the morning, we have the 12 showbreads, which are called the Feast of the Ancient Ones, as is explained in other places, Oispes. Now, Arain is one of the seven primary shepherds. And we know that just like a literal shepherd sustains and cares for his flock, and it's not his, but he gives them grass and so forth that's in the field, so too the analogy is with Aaron, the Kohen Gadol, this level of overwhelming love and even of particularized love is drawn down, and it is called the Har, the mountain, and the mountain of the mountains, like it's explained in other places, not like Avram, who was called a mountain. Now, these letters of the word mountain is Har, Hey Resh. Aaron is spelled Aleph, Hey Resh, Nun. So here the author of explains. The Aleph of Aaron's name is that he draws down from this loftiest of levels that which is ordinarily trapped within the skull, and it cannot be manifest down here. But Aaron is able to do it and bring it down at least to the level of Machas of Atzilis, which is the uh, manifest in the final Nun, the Langa Nun, the stretched out Nun, that its uh, vertical shape suggests that it is brought down to the highest level. So Aaron, Aleph, the highest level, Har, the mountain, 
uh, final nun, that long vertical nun, is to bring it down to the most tangible manner as possible. And what is the parnasa? What is the sustaining that Aaron does as a shepherd? It's not something that he gives you of his own, but he brings you just like the shepherd feeds the flock, grass, and so forth. He rather, he brings them the light and the gift from this whiteness down here to radiate amongst the Jewish people. And this is what it means when it says that he elevates them, that is the mitzvahs that are called natives. As we said before, that Aaron lights them up and he brings a new enthusiasm from the origin of the mitzvahs. That even though there is no schar mitzvah mamish in this world, that is the schar gashmi, a physical reward, but in the he draws down in the mitzvahs and he reveals it down here through Aaron, who was again called the shepherd who sustains and cares for his sheep. And this is the idea of the source of Simcha Shal Mitzvah. As we referenced earlier, Hashem tells us that because we didn't serve him with Simcha, when we had good and abundance, that Simcha is a revelation of divine light from this intense level, which is from the very essence of it. And this revelation of the light of Simcha is in the Pneumius of Bina, like we say, the mother of children, and again, a different reading of it, aim habanim or bina as simcha. The reason of simcha is because it is something new, that we have elevated these sparks and returned them to their origin. And this is comparable to the evaporation of the wick in the flames that Aaron lists up every afternoon, that there are two levels in this lifting up like it says, when you will lift up the candles. And this is what it means, again, that is done outside of the curtain that separates the holy from the holy of holies. That it is outside of the curtain, meaning we have to go outside into a world and discover the 288 divine sparks that are not innately aligned with godliness. And they are brought back from the world's of lesser awareness called biyah into the greater awareness called atzilis. And then after they are brought into Atzilis, since in Atzilis we say that there, God and everything that he causes to be are evidently one. This is the level of Arai, who was the Kayin Gadol, from the level of Chesed of Atzilis that is rooted in the level that is otherwise hidden, the source of all mitzvahs itself. And that's the true Simcha of the mitzvah, that we reattach that which appears to be isolated from Hashem, these sparks, back to their origin. And this is the second level of what is drawn down and why Aaron is called the Shushvina, the escort, that just like an escort brings the bride to the groom. Certainly, this could be done on her own, just like a person comes to the king. He could go there by himself. Why then does he have another person in escort? Because the person is innately not comfortable. It's not natural for them, and therefore they are bashful, shy, fearful to enter into a closeness with a king. So they need someone to help them. And this person who is naturally closer to the king, it is their opportunity to assist this person who feels estranged that they should come and be near the king and not be shy or embarrassed to do so, that they should be considered one of the king's men. And in this manner, the supernal level of the escort is Aaron, the Kohen Gadol, who was from the level of Chesed of Atik And he comes down from Atzibus into the world of Biyah, 
to find and identify the divine sparks that are in the world and to be their escort and bring them back so that they can once again be united with their origin and to bring from there this uh, light into a world. And that's where the Simcha comes through the rejoining of the sparks that are innately uh, incapable or certainly shy from being reunited. So too in the level of love. He arouses a level of love amongst the Jewish people that they should be able to be uplifted. And this is what it means when it says, and so too he brings down a great love into the Jewish people from this level of whiteness. And therefore he is called Aaron, as we mentioned before. And that's why Aaron is called the escort of the queen specifically. But his origin is from the level of Netzach of Abba, which is rooted in the Chesed of Atik Yemen, called the oneness with Abba. Left-hand column, Oiskebel. Now, the preparation of the candles was with oil and wick, like we know. The idea of oil in a candle is the level of Chachma that we know that is only through introducing the quality of Chachma that we can clarify. Just like oil burns quietly, it doesn't crackle, so to Chachma is the quality of Bittu. So to understand this idea, we first introduce a statement in the Gemara, an odd statement in the Gemara in Hurrius. The Gemara says that um, by eating olive oil, I'm sorry, the, 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 the Gemara points out that if a person eats olives, it will cause him to forget Torah. But if he eats olive oil, it will cause him to remember Torah. That this seems, of course, rather odd. However, we now understand that the concept of the Shvira Sakelim, the overwhelming godliness in the earlier seven kings who died, like it says in the Chumash, that he became king and, he, and then he died, he became king and he died. This only affects the Midas, the Zion Tachtenim, not the Seichel, the Gimel Rishenim. That in the Gimel Rishenim, in the Seichel, there was not this Shvira, this overwhelming godliness. Like it says, they die, but not with Chachma. That when there is Chachma, there is no collapse. Now, the beginning of this breaking is with the first king, whose name was Bela, which is the idea of Das, and afterwards the other Midas of Chesed and Geburah and Tiferes. And he is called Bela because it means to swallow like the seven emaciated cows who swallowed the seven fat cows. And we do not know that he has come closer, that is, that he has swallowed up the Das of Kedusha through the Eitz Das Tevera, which is Klipas Neiga, known as the skin of the snake which conceals and hides the Das of Kedusha. Like it says, I did not know Hashem. And it says the, the Jewish people did not know them. They did not think about it. However, uh, uh, however after we have this quality of Chacham itself, there is no Shvira. And therefore, when we bring Chachma into the Vav Ktsovis of Das and below, we will not have any Shvira in the fila. That's the clarification quality of Chachma. That is the level of Chachma of Chesed, the level of Chachma of Gevura. When we bring Chachma into all of these characteristics, they become uh, so brightened that there is no fear or consequence of shattering of Caleb. There, uh, on the contrary, the Chachma gives them greater life. It brings them back from that death that would otherwise have occurred if they were overwhelmed. Because in Chachma, it doesn't need Chayas. The objective of Chachma is to give Chayas to something else. That is the Chachma that in Chesed of Toyu, which it gives life to, to the level of, uh, that from, from, to return it from the death that it had fallen to. 
so too in all of the Midas of Toyo that it had fallen down into Biyah, all of them, the aura of Chachma gives life to them. And this is what it says in the Eitz Chaim about the breath that causes the Tchias Hamesim, the coming to life of the dead, that this is from the level of the Chachma of the 288 sparks that have fallen down into the Kalim. In order to give them life, there are three levels. There is the iris, the lights, the netzutza, and the sparks in the kalim. That is, from the four different ways that we can configure Hashem's name, depending on how we spell out the names of the letters Yud and Hey, Vav and Hey, they either can come out to Ayin Bey, Samach Gimel, Mem Hey, or Bey Znun, 72, 63, 45, or, uh, or, or 52, that here we retain the lights of Chachma in each of the names of these four different ways that they are described in order that they should be life-giving, even after the collapse of godliness through the Kalim that are overwhelmed, the breaking of the Kalim, and the reason being that since in Chachma there was no Shvira, therefore the wisdom, the light of Chachma that remains afterwards is there to be a resuscitation to that spark. Again, conceptually, just to summarize for a moment, a person's chesed can be distorted, a person's gavura can be distorted. If we reintroduce chachma, which essentially is bitl, remember, it's not about genius, but it's about the kayachma, the receptivity to in the infinite, that will resuscitate, that is reinvigorate the godliness that is often missed in the midos, which allows midos to be distorted. Back into the moment. This then is the origin of this resuscitating breath that it says that his soul, uh, this is an Eiv, that his soul mourns for him, that is through Hevel, through this breath, he will raise up the dead with in the time of the future. Now we understand what it says in the Pardis and other places that we can draw oil out of all of the characteristics of mineral, vegetable, animal, and human, even from the stone, like it says, the oil from the flint stone, that the oil is the quality of Chachma, specifically. And in every Metzius in particular, in every aspect of the mineral, vegetable, animal, and uh, human, the, like it says, how wondrous are your deeds. They are all made with Chachma. And we know the reason for this is that uh, every angel, particular specific angel, like Michal and Gavriel, which are the pathways of this level of Chachma, that is, this level of Bittal B'Metzias, that exists within everything if we will be able to discover it. It will bring life and raise them up from their collapse, like it says that the Chachma, again, which means in our context Bittal, will bring it life. And this is what we say, that just like the olive will cause forgetting, this is the Gemara in Horius that we mentioned earlier, that eating olives will cause a person to forget 70 years of Torah study, because forgetfulness comes again from Shvira Sakelim. It's a distraction from the awareness of Hashem. And that's only made possible because of that first king of Toyu, who is called Bella, that swallowed up godliness. So the bitter olive, which comes from Klipas Noiga, which is called the snake skin that comes from this broken level of overwhelming godliness, can cause forgetfulness of 70 years of study. However, if we will crush the olive and we will derive the oil from it, which is the chachma, that is, it is the remembrance of godliness that is found within the oil, the light of Abba, as we know, 
this will return the study of 70 years. Because Chachma is the opposite of forgetfulness. Because in Chachma, there was no breaking of the vessels. And this, why then is it 70 years of learning that's forgotten through eating olives and 70 years of learning that is remembered through eating olive oil? Because it is a reference to the seven tachtenim of the uh, Midas, which is where, again, each one of them intertwined with the 10 Midas, you get 70, which is where the concept of forgetfulness, which is distraction from godliness, comes from. But Chachma has the capacity to return all of that. The Alter Rebbe mentioned some other Maimarm where this can be understood. And now we understand the idea of the uh, readying of the candles with the oil and the wick, that the oil is the level of Chachma in general. That has in everything, everything has Chachma within it. Like we say, everything is made with Chachma, that through this it will come to life from that which has collapsed and died, only though if it has total Bittu because the level of Bittu is the complete uh, reversal of the root of the idea of breaking which happened because of the revelation of the light into a, something that it became identified, a yesh, as explained in other places. Uh, and this is the idea of the, the diminishment of the oil in the candles, that the oil becomes burned and it becomes subsumed within the fire until it changes the cover of the fire and the flame that comes from oil, whether it will be dark and cloudy or clear and bright, but if there is no oil, there will not be a clarity of the light at all, because the clarity comes from the oil, but the oil only when it becomes subsumed within the fire, because it follows after the wick, and it becomes subsumed within the fire. Similarly, we understand above the quality of Chachma in general in the world, which is the quality of total Bittal, and through Bittal, we are able to draw down an ayin into the yesh, because there cannot be a creation of one thing from another thing, yesh miyesh, like we know, like the comparison of the light of the candle that radiates, because the oil becomes bottled, becomes surrendered within the fire, and that's why there is oira and simcha. And all of this is effectuated through ara, the level of elevating the candles through the bittal of chachma, which is oil, which brings light and rejoicing from above to below through the bittal of yesh, the, the, into the ayin. Therefore, the infinity of Hashem rests in the Chachma, which is called Eira, and from there to the Bina of Atzilis, and from there to the Midas, all the way down to Malchus. And this is the Simcha of Mitzvah, as we know, that the Orin Sof only rests over matter which is bottled to it, that is, through the level of Chachma, where it is a bittal of yesh to ayin. And this is the root of the idea that you should bring to him the olive oil crushed for the luminary, but first there has to be the quality of Maishu, who is called the escort of the king. That is explained above, that it is outside of the curtain. Now, all of this is the elevation of the physical into the spiritual. That is, from Bria Yitzir Nasiya, which is called the feminine because it receives from godliness to the level of Atzilis, but Moshe is the escort of the king. That is, the level of the masculine that comes and clarifies the feminine, which is this idea that it is Torah is his complete occupation, like a king who declares uh, his rule 
Uh, and this is what it means that Torah is called light, that even though it's explained above in the origin of Torah, the root of Torah, that it is like the hairs that pierce through the skull. From this depth, which is the source of the mitzvah, nevertheless, when this light is brought down here and is invested, the mitzvah comes even that much more profoundly invested into the worlds of Biyah. However, Torah, which is the light of the candle of mitzvah down here at least, and that's why Moshe is called the escort of the king and Aaron is called the escort of the queen. For this reason, that when Aaron raises up the candles, it does not say that it is constant. Because in Atzilis, where there is absolute awareness of Hashem, there is no idea of up and down or any variance. As there is in the lower worlds, the less evidently godly worlds of Biyah, and therefore their light is constant in Atzilis, but in Biyah, where it says that it is outside of the curtain of testimony where they should be arranged, as we explained, as we know that Moshe is the quality of Chachma of Atzilis, and that's why he was of heavy mouth, as we explained in an earlier mimer, because it is difficult or even impossible to communicate verbally such intense level, and therefore it says that you will bring close Aaron, your brother. That is, that you will bring him close to the level of Atzilus, to be subsumed within it in every world in the level of Moshe that is above the parsa, the curtain, as it says, that Moshe spoke and Hashem responded. And this is what it means that they bring to him the olive oil that is you, the quality of Chachma of Moshe, and to you specifically, they should bring this oil. That is, to find the godliness through the Berurim, first in Atzilis, and then from Atzilis to the lower worlds of Briyitz and Asiya. And since from the level of the letters of Chachma specifically, we are able to be Mavar to find the godliness because of this quality called Ava, the father is the basis of the son. He is who, who the one who gives the strength to Aaron to elevate the candles. They are called like the horses the, who transport, as explained in other places. Elder Rebbe quotes some other Maimarim, that the letters of Torah have an eternal message to elevate the candles. And this is what it means when it says, and you should command, that is you specifically, since the you is a reference to Moshe, it is entirely dependent on you that this world should be elevated through Arain and all of the Berurim that come from above. And then it says that Aaron is commanded to elevate the candles from below, like it says that Aaron will arrange the candles, and if it's not through Moshe, it won't happen through Aaron, he won't have the capacity to do so, as we mentioned. And now we understand why Moshe is commanded in this context to take to him the olive oil, and also that it says that he should elevate it at a constant light. And Aaron, it says, quote, only from evening till morning, because this elevation of the feminine, the receptive side of to Atzilis, is through Malchus, as we explained, and the source of this creation of time and Malchus specifically. Like it says, God was king, is king, and will be king, which recognized the past, present, and future, because this level of being the Malchus is where there is this expression of light that can be quantified as past, present, and future, as the Alter Rebbe quotes another Maimarim, but the level of the very essence of Hashem is beyond time that we know that a mitzvah that is time-oriented, women are exempt from, because the origin of time is already in the concept of the feminine, which they have already mastered. And therefore, it says you should elevate the candles of Aaron, who is called the escort of the queen. 
from evening till morning, which is the concept of time, the 12 different hour combinations of night and the 12 different hour combinations of day. In contrast to Moshe, who was called the man of God, who was completely beyond time, and therefore in his mission, it is called, is described as a constant light, not a light from evening till morning. This concludes the mind.